This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. The boys are back. I stole your catchphrase, and it's a special edition of Bosco's Boyd Boys podcast. It's the 200th episode. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's wild. Uh, it's the 200th episode, and I think this is going to be the last time I see you in person before your birthday. So if you want to open up the backpack, oh, I have baby. gifts for you for it being the 200th episode and your birthday. Wow. You're very good at surprising me. Let's see what we got here. I'm going to have you uh, Oh yeah, bullshit. Oh, yeah. No, it's... Uh, it, it'll it's very on brand for our podcast um once you open it up and see what all is in there a lot of pumpkin beer i think it's all pumpkin beer shipyard oh wow i love it i love this uh what's this one o'fallon pumpkin beer yeah so it's it's the o'fallon Thanks, sampler there should be a couple schlafly's in there as well i think this one's my favorite the just the pumpkin ale it's nice and yep. straightforward and then the atomic pumpkin which ironically enough before we started recording uh you were talking about how you weren't sure if you're gonna like it or not. i had a hunch you were gonna <laughs> do that so uh well, you'll thank have you. to you'll have to uh let me know how it is but i wanted you to s- s- uh start off pumpkin season right uh like i said i think i think there's four uh Four stuff from O'Fallon. We got the Atomic Pumpkin, the classic Schlafly uh, Pumpkin, and then uh, Shipyard as well. So um, wanted to wanted to celebrate the 200th episode off right, and also give you a little early birthday gift so you can be a pumpkin boy whenever the mood strikes you. Well, I appreciate it. Um, that was a nice surprise, and I will give you my review. Yeah, I as we're recording this, so we're recording it on the 29th. Uh, the first college football game is going to be tonight. Sporting KC plays tonight, so I'm going to break into a pumpkin beer tonight. I think I'm going to start off with Schlafly. If the mood strikes me for a second one, I'll probably go for the uh, spicy atomic pumpkin or uh, uh, that shipyard one. So, um, yeah, it's the season. It's time for pumpkin beer. It's time for football. Um, this is my favorite time of the year. You have your windows open. Um, we have soccer on the background. Uh, I'm so happy. The off season's over. Like this is our celebration. The the off season's over. Here we go. Yeah, it was absolutely boiling hot yesterday. Feels great today. It's been raining. It feels good to have the windows open. It's it's lovely. And I I wish I could uh, cool these down really quickly, so I can try this Voodoo Ranger on air. Maybe I can go put it in ice real quick. Yeah, we'll I- see. Yeah, I mean, maybe by the end of the episode, you can give a live review of the Voodoo Pumpkin. So um, anyone who is uh, a fan of pumpkin beer, be sure to 
tweet at us. Tweet at Grant underscore KSU, Scott Wildcat. Uh, you know, tag us in your, you know, beer, your pumpkin beer this fall. Use hashtag pumpkin boy uh, or pumpkin boys with an I instead of a Y. Um, and let's just continue to add on to the brand that is Bosco's Boys and really lead in, lean into pumpkin beers. I think, I think we've done a good job of that over the last few years. I think this fall we just need to double down and keep leaning into it. So 200 episodes, what's Ooh. been your favorite episode? What's your highlight of the show? Oh, man. Um, yeah, so 200 episodes. Um, I think it, it might not even be a certain episode. It's kind of we've gone through periods where there have been some very dedicated haters. <laughs> very early on in the show, um, there was one specific guy who would just routinely tweet at us and talk shit and be like, Oh, you guys aren't even going to make it a year. Yada, yada, yada. And that was very, very early on in the podcast, uh, you know, birth. It was, I think it was, who was that? You're gonna have to tell me who that was. Oh, okay. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was very insistent on, he's dead now. I don't think he's dead. He just doesn't tweet at us. (laughs) He just doesn't. Cause I mean, cause we've been going now. I mean, we've made it through, over two years, we've made it through three off seasons outside of like a brief period where our app went down and we didn't have equipment. We've done at least one show a week um, throughout all of this. So um, that's a good memory. I think, honestly, I think it's our shows with Gene Taylor. Are, I agree. Are our favorites. I mean, I won money from my brother. I remember when we launched this podcast, I'm like, within the first 20 shows, we're going to get Gene Taylor on. And he did, and now I think he legitimately enjoys chatting with us. I probably have to agree that any – I don't have a specific favorite with Gene, um, but just the fact that we get to be in a room with him and he's just a good guy, he's a funny guy, and um, it's always exciting. Um, I was nervous as hell the first time <laughs> sitting in the AD office. Like, wow, I feel like we did kind of arrive. But uh, now it's just like we can banter with him after the zoom shows over and it's like it's like nothing he's just a great guy oh yeah um another shout i want to give out uh bruce weber that was a lot of fun especially since you know we we're some of the few folks that were adamantly anti-bruce told him to his face and were able to joke about it and i think he had a good time uh i was nervous about that one when it started because he walked in it looked like he didn't really want to be there uh kind of looked annoyed but then once we turned it on um, he had a good time and he He's joked charming. around with us. Oh yeah, he joked around on his way out, talked about his purple boxers. Um, so that's great. Um, I had fun down at Media Days. Um, Media I, Days was great. I remember sitting like right here um, in this spot after we beat OU this past year. That was a lot of fun because the episode before that I was like, you know, we're not going to beat them, but you play because college football anything can happen. That was a lot of fun. The uh, show after the KU game. Um, basketball after Cardi's windmill was a lot of fun. Winning the Big 12 was fun. Some of those coaching search shows were a lot of fun, even though we were all in on Seth Luttrell, but thank God we dodged a bullet on that one. We were all in on <laughs> Seth Luttrell. And, I mean, the night of, like literally the night that we were buzzing, talking about, you know, Luttrell thinking it's pretty much a done deal. Next morning. Next morning, the yeah, the show is – is expired basically and uh we look like fools but yeah i'm glad we dodged that bullet i think chris Kleiman is the absolute man um we've had some beers with you know a handful of our guests who do you want to have a beer with the most 
I mean, Gene is the number one that we haven't been able to drink with. And I, you know, he, he, he did a podcast. And I can't remember. Oh, what's his name? He, uh, Tim miles. I think it was, I don't know. He did a, he, he did some podcast with some national basketball writer and they were drinking Bud Lights during that, so I got really jealous because they were talking about it. they're in Gene's basement. I can't remember oh my who. God, it was, but that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Oh man, if we if we ever get invited over to Gene's house, uh, so that would be one that I'd like to. But Bruce, I think also. I think if you get a couple, you know, German Pilsners down with getting with, Bruce sauced up would be amazing. That would that would that's a great question. I I think that's the one because. I mean, who else? I mean, I can't think of too many other folks we've had on that we haven't had a beer with. That Maybe, you know, who we need to have a beer with is Climate. Maybe that's what he needs. <laughs> I don't know. A I don't cup, know. Just a beer, take the edge off. You know, we'll get past that. I don't know thick, if you'd agree. In, that thick exterior that he has. Maybe. I don't know if you'd agree to that. Um, I don't know. It would be. I, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. No, I. Eventually, I might try to want to try to get climbing on again, but I mean, I'm I would be nerv. I've never been nervous for a second interview. I would be very nervous for that. Probably even more nervous than the first one because, I mean, if you recall, at that point we we had already had Bruce, who'd done Gene, I think one or two times. At that point, uh, Taylor Bratt was like in the room. We were talking to Taylor before that, and then he comes in pissed off because he had to talk to uh, Phil Steele. Yeah. He hated Phil Steele because he always tried to pick someone else besides North Dakota State. And, I forgot uh, about that. I mean, that humanizes him a bit. Like, he was pretty funny. I mean. Oh, no. And the actual interview was fine. But you could tell that, like, he, he if it's not something that's going to help him win a football game, yeah. he would probably not want to do it. And then when we tried to reconnect with him at Media Days, he just was not <laughs> having it. Yeah, he that no makes me cringe it. to think about. Oh, my God. But to be fair, that was, like, the last five seconds of Media Days. So he was ready to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, so um, I, I, all those would be fun. I look forward to uh, – I, I don't know if I can commit to another 200, but, you know, as long as this thing goes, I'm going to have fun doing it. I mean, shit, as long as the pandemic's going, we're going to need some sort of, you know, reprieve. This gives us some sort of entertainment that we can do once a week at least. That is true. That is true. And, and once football comes back, like, fully, once sports, hopefully when we get back to, you know, normal, we're going to want to do it. Oh, well, no, I agree. I just, I man, I was having, like, not full on anxiety. The off season attacks, is hard, though. The off season's hard. I think, uh, well, especially since the Bonehead started dropping the ball on Q and A episodes. Yeah, that, that, that pretty that, pathetic. That, that was pretty pathetic, guys. You got to turn around. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but the trivia helped it, um, and if Q and A helps it, if if you can have two shows that you can pencil in in the off season every month, so then you have to come up with two or three different concepts. Uh, interviews were way tougher to come by, I, even though they're Zoom. A lot of people just weren't answering DMs. They weren't really trying to <laughs> trying to talk to randos during the pandemic. So um, hopefully we get a full football season. Hopefully we get basketball season, and we'll worry about you know off season shows next April. Yeah. Now all we have to do is get lazy and do a clip show. I think we've been around long enough to where oh my we God. need a clip show. God, but could you? I mean, waiting through over two hundred episodes that would be morning. so much fucking work. So much work. It would, it would be bad. I, although I won't lie to you, there's sometimes on occasion I'll go back and listen to our two first test episodes where it's you on bumpers and you're like playing around with the, 
<laughs> with the uh, like little effects, and then I come on and I was pretending like I was still some big newsbreaker. I got a big head for a little bit because I stumbled, just accidentally stumbled into Dean Wade not being able to play uh, during that offseason. I was like, oh, man, I'm some big newsbreaker. And I think maybe I found out the bowl game like 10 minutes before someone else. So I, I used to have a big head thinking I was some insider with knowledge. So I tried to act like that on the first podcast. I, I might, for the hell of it, just tonight – no, not tonight – at some point, go back and listen to that first basketball episode. I think uh, you, that you like peaked doing work on the show. I for the first was one. really <laughs> nervous about that, and I put in so much work. Like in terms of like actually studying the opponent, um, I've never ever done that again. But yeah, I mean, well, I worked the night before. That's back when I worked nights, and it was like I had a dead night, so I was just like, I'm gonna learn everything about uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, and I was like watching Kentucky games. It, <laughs> I did fucking a pretty good job scouting them. I know. I, I when that happened at the beginning of the podcast, I was like, "Oh my god, Grant's gonna, <laughs> Grant's gonna be like the preview guy. He's gonna go all in on it." And like now, I'm just nope. Like, I'm pumped when you read the outline before we start recording. <laughs> so that's the good part about uh, the preview and review shows because the format for the most part has stayed the same all through it. So I don't have to worry about that. But we'll have to get creative for some Friday shows. There's some extra bye weeks. Basketball might get pushed back. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, since football's right around the corner, um, we're looking at two straight weeks that we're calling Blitz Week where we're going to be previewing the season with different folks, different journalists and former players. Um, today's dropping on the traditional Monday slot. Tuesday, you're with Ian Campbell. Uh, rest of the week, I, I'm with Travis Tannehill, John Kurtz, and Jimmy Goheen a.k.a. KSU underscore fan. Uh, the following week, we're going to have four more previews and the first game preview of the year. And it's, and it's wild. Like, here we are, uh, you know, pumping out ten shows and ten weekdays uh, for the Boneheads. And uh, not going to lie, it's, it's going to look good when the quarterly numbers come around. <laughs> yeah, as long as people are still listening, <laughs> yes, which I assume listen. they are. Yeah. I haven't looked at the stats for it's, about a year and a half. It's slowed down uh, during this pandemic, but I think that makes sense. I'm hoping folks come back, um, s- folks still working from home, probably cut down commute times, uh, might might not get back to some of the highs we saw last year, like after the Oklahoma game. But, uh, you know, I have confidence they'll come back. Granted, oh. Art-19 – screws our listeners yeah they're freaking sticklers yeah they're very sticklers versus pippa pippa i think we had like 75 million downloads (laughs) it does not look as good with art 19 but you know it is what it is i'm happy to be back as long as armchair will have us and as long as folks still occasionally listen uh we'll we'll keep rocking until we get responsibilities fact of the matter is we're the, we're the biggest podcast in the world, and we're going to continue to be that. I don't know if we're the biggest, but I, I think we're the most dedicated and the best in K-State podcasts. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I would bet that there's not a single podcast out there that does numbers like us that's um, K-State related. And where would I bet? Where would I bet that? You could go I to could. betonline.ag to find the odds on that one. I tell you what, football is like 100% back. Not 100%. It's about to be 100% back. Major League Baseball and NBA are in full swing. So is MLS. And there are no shortage of ways to get into yeah. the action. I mean, shit, the Chiefs play in two weeks. Yeah, it's wild. 
That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be I'm excited. I, I'm, I, football's the best. I'm, I'm so happy there was a time where I didn't think we were going to get it. Uh, and I'm going to go to betonline.ag tonight and put some money down on Central Arkansas. Um, also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you a chance to win some great prizes by betting on the cost of his bling. Um, he might need to sell that because I'm pretty sure the dude's about to go bankrupt for the 30th time. <laughs> Bet Online, I hope you're not going to have to do another fight. Yeah, he is. Uh, but visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of their welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So, before we get into this, should we shit on the Big Ten a little bit? Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. We one hundred percent should because last week we we shit on them a bunch, and now they're they're talking about coming back. First off, you have some schools talking and players talking about suing the Big Ten. Then you have. Uh, them talking about maybe trying to come back this fall, Thanksgiving, winter, all this type of stuff. And then this is what pisses me off. And, and I've said this in a couple of the Blitzweek shows, which, spoiler alert, we recorded before this one. But I've said on a couple of them, I don't believe in media conspiracies, believe it or not. You know, I'm not a tinfoil hat type of guy. But I'm never going to try to say that the national sports media isn't biased ever again because they're 100% biased, not for the SEC, but the Big Ten. The second it was floated out that they might try to start playing this fall, how many guys, like four or five, Ari, Seth, uh, all these national guys are talking about, oh, shouldn't everyone just hit pause and let's just start like on Halloween as a and do it all together? Fuck no. <laughs> if they wanted to do it together, they shouldn't have canceled and tried to strong arm everyone into it. I, I lost it when I saw that. It's never become more evident that there are prominent national sports media folks that are in the back pocket of the Big Ten, and it's disgusting. Yeah, I think the perception of the Big Ten now, I mean, it's not like irreparably damaged, but for the foreseeable future, just the lack of any consistent leadership whatsoever. I love how like, I mean, programs, head coaches are at odds with the presidents and there's literally no one is able to agree on anything. It's hilarious. I hope they try to come back and I hope they fail. It's just, I mean, I hope the season proceeds without them. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, I don't. I don't want them to try to get into the fall. I, I don't want them to be successful. And But I will say this. If, they, if they're if they going to play for the quote-unquote 2020 year, I want them to do the winter thing so I can have a little bit more college football, watch them try to play games in all these random domes throughout the upper Midwest. Um, because you know what? I'm not going to miss them this fall. Uh, I only watch a handful of Big Ten games in a normal year. I only watch the biggest – big 10 games and Alan and I went through our dream college football road trip and it was tough to do without big 10. I won't lie, but in any given Saturday, you know, especially since I'm not going to be going to the games anymore, my focus is going to be on the big 12s first and then the nationally relevant games second and nationally relevant games are in the ACC and SEC. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't, I rarely watch the primetime games anyways um just because usually i've got something going on or i'm involved with a k-state game whatever 
usually the Big Ten games that I watch are like the 11 a.m. bullshit ones where it's like I'll just kind of ease in. This eases me into the day, and that's there's always a Big Ten and like 11 a.m. game that's you know going on with a Big 12 game. But yeah, I mean the Big Ten to me, I don't give a fuck about. It's Ohio State and everybody else pretty much, anyways. I mean, there's a couple good, there's a couple elite teams at the top, but they're no one's close to Iowa or Ohio State, anyways. Ooh, I almost made a big mistake there. I was gonna walk off the podcast, but uh, fuck them. I mean, I hope I hope this damages them forever, and I hope it um, helps us swing some recruiting towards our way. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. Um, I think I think we've already seen some uh, Pac-12 uh, recruiting wins. I think whenever we get Derek Young for his Blitzweek preview show next week. Um, we're going to talk about some of those recent commits, but I mean, you grabbed a top ten guy out of Arizona, right out of under the nose of Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado. All these guys, we've we've picked up a handful of Colorado kids. I think, uh, well, and, you know, I, I line gang, you know, he's up in Big Ten territory. So I think we've already started to see uh, some of the Pac-12 schools. And Big Ten schools suffer recruiting wise, so that's fine by me. I, I agree. Hate I hate them all. So, yeah, let's just get into the predictions, though. Um, predictions episode. So, what what we're going to do is we're going to go on the record for our game by game predictions. We're going to have some K State overs and unders. We're going to have K State player predictions. We're going to talk about uh, Manscaped a little bit later. We're going to do Big Twelve uh, rankings position or uh, Big Twelve position. Yeah, predictions then we'll do some national stuff to cut it all off um for this predictions show so let's get right into it um these are the ones that are fun doing game by game predictions so far out um before we get started because we asked all the uh all the blitz weeks folks this question where we sit right now do you, uh, actually no i have that question later we'll just touch on it later all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little on. I don't know where you're going. I don't know where I'm going either. But let's talk about Arkansas State. It's that very first game, uh, 9-12, September 12th. Um, I assume we're both going to go with a win, but I am a little nervous. They get a game to tune up before us. They'll be playing Memphis this upcoming Saturday. Apparently, they're also a, a decent team. Um, they're gonna, they might win the Sun Belt. Like, yeah. And Blake Anderson, very good coach. I agree, but I think we're going to open it up with a win. I'm giving us, I'm giving us a one and zero start. Yep, I'm going with a W as well. All right, September 26th, first road game going to Oklahoma. They don't have any running backs. They got suspensions, players <laughs> leaving, players opting out. They have a bunch of corona right now, where they can't even. They have one position group that isn't practicing at all. Spencer Rattler's first game versus a team with a pulse. Can cats pull it off back to back years? I don't think so. Not, I mean, I don't think it's impossible, but I give the edge to Oklahoma. I think they're still the best team in the conference by a pretty wide margin. I think we will go one and one, but we won't get embarrassed. I agree with you. I, I, I will say, I, uh, I said this last year. I, I think I said last year. I think there's a better chance we get blown out than we win. You know, it's gonna, it's going to be a. Mm, Maybe I, not as close, but it's going to look like Texas. We're going to jump on them. Oh, jeez. And then we're all going to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> is, is this going to happen? And then they're going to come back. And it won't be like a game-winning game game uh, field goal at the end. But we're going to be – they're going to tease us. 
I hope you're right. I, I have a feeling Lincoln Riley, he last year's game stuck in his crown. I think he's going to try to put up 60. Could be. But I, I'm, I'm predicting the loss as well. All right. Uh, October 3rd versus Texas Tech. You know, this is the 25th anniversary of the Big 12. We played Texas Tech in the first ever game uh, in the Big 12. We beat them. Are we going to honor that tradition and beat them again? Mario Smith, I think, killed a guy to yeah. break up that pass oh, at the I th- end. I, think I never realized him. until like a year ago when, I don't know, for some reason, I think we were talking about it on the podcast. Uh that hit was, like, so much more vicious than I realized. It's insane. That guy was a murderer. Uh, like, if you just watch games from, like, the 90s and early 2000s, there was legitimate murder occurring on the field. I agree. Um, I think Texas Tech stinks, and we're going to beat them. I sure hope so. Did you see that guy from uh, 20, uh, 247 Sports that picked us ninth? Yeah. What of course. a fucking bastard. I, know. I have us winning as well. Their quarterback has made a glass. I think Matt Wells is mediocre at best, um, so I, I think we win that one. So uh, October 10th at TCU, Gary Patterson, he uses naughty words. Um, <laughs> they might not even have their quarterback. They uh, don't have a quarterback. Well, I, he, they haven't completely ruled him out for the season. He might try to play later on. I don't I even think he's that good. Uh, I mean, I thought he was mediocre last year, but he's a true freshman. He was like 17. You know who was sick as a true freshman? Skylar Thompson came in and just dropped bombs in Stillwater. I didn't see Dugan Duggan doing that. That's true. That is true. Um, I assume you're going to pick that as a road win. Yeah, I'm. Too. We're the best purple. We are the we we are the best purple. I think Gary's kind of lost his edge a bit. I actually think Gary Patterson. Uh, and spoiler alert: When we talk about this later, I think Gary Patterson might retire after this year. I could see that. I could see, and then they're going to hire Seth Luttrell and then become trash. Um, that would be so funny. This one's going to be super easy. Uh, October twenty fourth, home versus KU. I think we demolish them, and I think there's like like Les Miles. His off season press conferences, he's only had two of them, but he progressively continues to stick his foot in his mouth. We're recruiting well, though. I mean, they have one. There's only they. All right, so Dev Neal from Kansas, who just got upgraded to being the number one player in the state, he picked KU, and it's because he has a connection to their baseball program. And then they got a wide receiver out of I don't even know where Louisiana or something. It's because he's also going to play basketball. Like, yeah. If you look at outside those two guys, they don't have a ton of folks with Power Five commits. They're recruiting fine, but I, I think it's another ugly year for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, their class is not going to have an impact whatsoever, even their former class. I I think they're still – I mean, I think what they're doing so far is – if I was a KU fan, I'd be feeling positively about it. I, told, I said if Les Miles can just get their roster numbers back to a healthy number, he's been successful. Now, I mean, they're going to be fucking fine with that oh, yeah, with stupid rule. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think they're going to be absolutely terrible this year, and I think they're the Chanticleers are going to beat them again. Ooh, man, that's that would have be- been on my that was number one on my dream road trip to uh, go to that and watch <laughs> them beat KU again. Oh uh, yeah, back to back years in Lawrence, that'd be wild. Um, all right, Halloween. It's a win for me. Yes, I, I agree. It's win. It's going to be big. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping Coach Kleiman runs it up on them. So Halloween at West Virginia. Wasn't on Halloween, but I was wanting before COVID happened to get back out to West Virginia and hopefully see a win. It's Neil Brown. 
Um, I I wish this was early in the season, like it originally was supposed to be. I don't I don't like giving him more of a runway. Um, I'm gonna pick it as a win just because like they're not great and we're bound to beat them eventually. Um, and I just I I need Neil Brown. I need West Virginia fans to lose faith in Neil Brown and make a mistake by firing him because I tell you what, if he gets his footing and he's at West Virginia for a long time. That's bad news for K-State because I think Neil Brown is a legitimately great coach. Doesn't knock on bathrooms. I mean, rude <laughs> behavior. <laughs> that is true. He walked in on you trying to use the bathroom. He did. I didn't lock the door, but I think we should revisit this because he fucking saw me go into the bathroom. There was a line, and he just walked in. I don't know what he was doing, but um, I think it's a win. Um, I like how our schedule is set up. It's really back-heavy outside of – Oklahoma it gives us a chance to kind of play the the weaker teams first and build up some some confidence maybe yeah I mean here, here's the thing I don't think I, I don't think uh, I think there's a realistic shot that of those first six games you might be favored in five of them I think a lot of it's going to depend on how close we are versus Oklahoma and how definitively we beat Texas Tech. If we keep it close versus Oklahoma and beat Tech by a couple possessions, you're going to be favored at TCU. You're going to be favored at KU. At that point, West Virginia going there, you might even be a road favorite there. So you could really be building up a lot of momentum. So we got us five and one right now, both. Yeah, of us. and we, we haven't differed. So I mean, I'd be buzzing. If that I, really oh, was the case. I would. If we're five and one, the only sadness would be is like, okay, like we could be what. Seven and one if yeah. you get full non-con, but we're gonna try not to think about that. So yeah. then, all right, it's it's November. You know, it's it's getting a little nippy in the air. Uh, we, we're still drinking pumpkin beers. Hashtag pumpkin boys. Um, but then you have Oklahoma State coming to town. What do you got? I've got a loss. Um, I think if I mean they're good, they're gonna contend for Arlington, no doubt about it. It's been a kind of weird period for them. I think Gundy – I also think Gundy's kind of a bum, um, but they've kind of been – Have you watched their ESPN Plus series? No. I don't want to. It is cringe. Ugh. You can can tell Gundy does everything for the cameras. Oh, no shit. He's like the fakest dude. Like, How do you feel about those types of programs, like like, inside the program types of shows? I I, I legitimately like them. Uh, Amazon does a better job with them than ESPN Plus does. I'm watching the Leeds United one, which I like. But that's the only one. It's on Prime. It's on Prime? Okay. And it's like, take us home. It's It's from last year, so it's before they got promoted. So it's like all about them trying to get promoted. I hate Leeds. They have been promoted. I know, but watching that will no. make you kind of like them. No, well, then I'm definitely not going to watch them because <laughs> I, I hate because I but, fucking hate them, too. But Amazon's done good ones with NFL teams. I think HBO did one where it's like week by week bouncing around with college. Hard Knocks used to be good. It sucks now. Uh, the Sunderland one. On that Netflix. one's like good. Season one was good. Season two sucked. But I, I'm fine with ESPN Plus doing it. I, I actually thought the KU one wasn't that bad because, I mean – Less was an idiot. Like I don't think he's smart enough to play stuff up for the camera, and the seeing how much of a dork Jeff Long was. Like I, that guy is I a massive laughed loser. watching it. I'm gonna watch the Oklahoma State one, um, but it's that that seems like they're trying to script it versus it being really inside the program. So yeah, I mean they're all they all have to be what would extremely you think if scripted. K-State's was next because this is back to back years. 
Would you be in favor of going inside the program next year, ESPN Plus for K-State? I don't necessarily know. I mean, for my my team, it's like I wouldn't want us to be showing shit behind the scenes. I think it would all be – I mean, I think it's all fake anyways, like for the most part. Are you going to watch the Spurs one? No. Because it's basically the Mourinho show. I like – Which I've heard is very funny. Well, then maybe I'll watch. I like Jose. I hate Spurs. Is that one on? Is that on Prime? Yeah, all or nothing. All or nothing. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably so, watch. It. Nothing. I'll probably watch Leeds this week as well. So, all right. Uh, after a bye week, it's the battle for the pecan pie, Farmageddon, Iowa State. Uh, I have it wrong in in the sheet. It's at Iowa State. Um, yes, you do. Yeah. So it's at Iowa State. I'm going with a win. I'm never going to predict us to lose. At Iowa I'm also State. going with a win. Um, I just don't. I don't believe in them. I mean, I think they're somewhat talented. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, but they're in Ames, Iowa, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, Nick Saban would go seven and five there. Exactly. I I think I think Iowa State fans again are going to have just a rough realization of who they really are. <laughs> um, they're gonna they're gonna lose this season. Purdy's gonna go pro, and then I think there's a realistic shot in 2021. They're the worst team in the Big 12, and that includes KU. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I would love that. I, I would love that too. All right, so the next one at Baylor after Thanksgiving, eleven twenty-eight. Um, Christmas lights will be going up. Uh, Christmas music will being will be played on this podcast uh, for this game. We're arguing in the background. Yeah, it's fine. Shout out to your wonderful girlfriend. She's my favorite person who lives in this house. That's fair. And Newman's probably my favorite living thing in the house, though. Shout out to That's Newman. also fair. Uh, all right, so at, at Baylor, um, November 28th, after Thanksgiving, um, I have this sadly as a loss. I, I think eventually Baylor will figure it out. I think they're going to have a rough start to the season. They might even lose to – I don't know who their non-con game is. Um, but I – I really don't like playing them late in the season. I think they have talent. They're learning a new system. I I really wish that this is where, like, the Texas Tech game was. I had it as a loss, but I switched it to a win because I just feel like they're going to be going through some growing pains. I mean, we don't know. This guy's a first-year head coach. We don't know. Plus, it's Baylor. I think we're going to want to exact some revenge. Played like complete dog shit against him last year. Actually, I'm changing it to a win because I've been saying in a lot of places we're going to go six and four, and I'm not going to pick and beat Texas. Uh, <laughs> so I swapped, yeah. So I swapped those two because I have us. Okay. I have us now losing to Texas because yeah, so, I just feel like so we don't actually disagree because right. I I think we're going to go. So we'll wrap up with Texas, and the reason why I have us losing to Texas, and again. I mean, ever since we've had this podcast, I've been a Texas's back person. Um, I think they're going to be playing for a berth in the Big 12 championship game. So, But you know what? If we're going into that game, just, I mean, if we're going to that game at 5-2 and two, playing, uh, or not 5-2, 5-2 and, two, uh, five and two in the Big 12, no, it wouldn't be 6-2 and two going into it in the Big 12. If we're going into, no. No, that doesn't work. I'm not that doing work. math right. We have two lots. We'd be 7-2. and two. Yeah, it would be 7-2 going into that. 
Man. Oh, yeah. God. I'm switching Baylor back to a loss. I had my math wrong. We're going six and four. I'm having us lose three out of the last four. <laughs> oh, and that hurts. I'm having a seven and three. I like it. But here's the thing. If if you're, if it goes your way, playing Texas on that game could be a play-in. I know. Of the, to go to Arlington. Damn. But I have us going six and four. So you have us going seven and three? Yep. Okay. Well, I switch a lot of stuff around at the end. Um, I'm pretty – I'm pretty back and forth on the Baylor Texas win loss. Like I, I feel like we're gonna lose at Baylor, but I don't want us. I I don't know. I could see us beating Texas at home, but it's like there's no fucking fans in the stands. All of this is just cold, a weird. Though. Yeah, they are soft. And here's the thing: Texas might check out if True. they're not. The reason if if someone told me, hey, Texas will have three losses by that point, I'd pick us to win. But like I said, I think I think they're gonna be the other team in Arlington. Um, so that's why I picked that as a loss. So that's where it is. So officially I'll read back through my predictions. Arkansas state win, Oklahoma loss, Texas tech win, TCU win, KU win, West Virginia win, Oklahoma state loss, Iowa state win, Baylor loss, Texas loss. Um, I, I would take that record, but it would suck to lose three out of the last four. It would, that would be difficult for momentum, but it's not like we're going to have a bowl game anyways. So I've I got mean, us 7-3 and three with losses to the Oklahoma schools and Texas, so the three big, you know, contenders for Arlington. Um, and I could easily see us stealing one of those and dropping a game we shouldn't. But if we get 7-3, hell, get there however the hell you want. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I agree but, with you. Um, what if, when I just look at the conference, it's like, I mean, I don't believe – Obviously, I'm being optimistic. I'm being biased, but I don't believe we're as bad as people, you know, media dickles portray us to be. It's That's like we have one the, question mark, yeah. and it's like the offensive line. It's like everywhere else, I mean, maybe running back, but it's like, where are running backs really that good? No. I mean, they had they were hot some games where they That's, really were fucking good, and then they didn't do shit in other games where we were terrible. So it's like we could see the similar type of production from the running backs this year. No doubt about it. And it's like we could also see a huge step up with those freshmen because I think they have a higher ceiling than the, than the seniors from last year. I really do. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I And I, and I think our wide receivers are going to be better. Yeah, wide receivers are going to be better because if Malik Knowles can stay healthy for more than three games. That's the key. Then boom, upgrade. You're hearing good things about Sebastian Taylor. Young blood, even if he is nothing than just a weapon. We will use him. We will use him. Uh, Viking Gill, shout out to D. Soy. That's his guy, Viking Gill. Uh, even he made some big plays in Philip Brooks. I mean, <laughs> Philip Brooks took back a punt. So that's true. I mean, he did. We'll, we'll see what happens. Let's get into some over and over, uh, over unders for the year. So the first one is going to be 29 points per game. <laughs> we were at 29.6 last year. I have under. So we're playing less games. Yep, that's accurate. Is that going to make statement. it harder or easier? Well, so I think it. So I'm going under also because it, think about the two games you're losing. It's like yeah, versus that's a good Vanderbilt point. I mean, and well, you're losing all three, but you're losing a game versus an FCS school, and you're losing a game versus shit shit ass Vanderbilt. So I think those games would have gone over thirty. Yeah, it's repl- you're playing ninety percent of your games are in conference. It's going to be tougher to score probably. Yep, um, but. But do you take a big enough jump in year two under know. Messingham? I, I'm saying under know. as well. I think I think we're going to end up like 70 or not 70, 
Um, which then brings me to the next one. Over under 23 points surrendered per game. 21.3 last year. And I use that same logic of, okay, you're losing two of your easier games. Yeah. I have uh, – it's tough. I have under because I think our defense as a whole in terms of uh, players is going to be better. I think we're going to take a jump, a step up. But it's like we have an unproven defensive coordinator and we lost a, what I think is an elite defensive coordinator. So that could have an effect, obviously. We don't know if Clarenman is going to do a good job or not. But I'm going to pick the under because I think our defense is going to be pretty salty. Yep, I'm going with under as well. There's a lot th- of experience. I think it'll be around you know the 22-point uh, mark, um, so that's where I am. All right, so now we're going rushing yards per game. Over under 175 rushing yards per game. We were at 179.5 last year. Under for me. I mean, just not knowing if our offensive line – not knowing shit about the offensive line and having, you know, nothing – not to shit on Harry Trotter, but it's like – Harry Trotter was the third best of our running backs last year, probably. Yeah. And he's the front runner right now. He's probably going to get the bulk of carries at least early on in the season. So that leads me to the under. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think um, the reason why I differ is I actually anticipate the passing game taking a slight step up. It was at – 180.9 last year very balanced between the two of them but I think we're going to be you know 195 200 range per game with Skyler and probably closer to 160 junior quarterback Skyler Thompson look I I I don't think Skyler's going to come back I mean I well well, that gives us a lot of fodder late in the season and postseason about who will or won't come back I think this is Skyler swan song what a fucked up mess yeah it's it yeah, I, I, for some reason, I don't think he'll come back either. Well, and, and I, Derek Young has done some reporting. He at least is getting the vibe from uh, recruiting directors throughout the entire country because yeah. he has a lot of ties up in Big Ten country from all his years covering Iowa, and he started off doing a blog for Ohio State. So he has connections up there, and he's saying that he doesn't think a lot of folks will use a sixth year of eligibility. So I'm going to trust him in that. I don't think Skyler's going to do it. I think he's going to end up having a decent enough year, and he's going to sneak in in the back end of the draft. Um, so I'm going with the over there. So over under 10 passing touchdowns, there were 12 in 12 games last year, so one per game. I have over. I mean, look, we lost Dalton Schoen. That's 33. He had four last year out of our 12, 33%. Um, but, you know, I think the guys, the crew of, you know, Knowles, Gill, Youngblood, Taylor, Brooks. Briley Moore. Plus, yes, the addition of Briley Moore I think is going to be pretty big in terms of the passing game. But also I think we're going to use our backs a lot, and they'll sneak in a couple. I think we'll go over for sure. Yep, I I, I agree with you. I I probably would predict us around 12 to 13. All right, here's a fun one. Do you recall what the over-under we did for special teams touchdowns was last year? Five and a half? No. Four and a half? Oh. Zero point five is what, what we said it at last year. Special teams touchdowns? Yes. Well, Zero? Because we were – Point five? Because I, I had this stat about how many uh, schools didn't have special teams touchdowns and you're losing the Bill Snyder emphasis on special teams. We both said over, uh, at least going back to my notes. I didn't listen to the episode, but according to my notes, we both said over. But that's what we said at last year. We ended up with five 
uh, last year. Some of the best in the country. What game did Philip Brooks return a punt? Navy. That's right. Yeah. That's what I thought. For some reason, I thought it was it was Navy or Tech, but no, nope. yeah, Tech. Right. Uh, Youngblood. Somebody almost did. I, I feel like. Well, because Youngblood had one versus Iowa State. Um, Iowa State, tech. Texas. Youngblood had Texas, Iowa State, and um, fuck. Malik Knowles had Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. And then I feel like something against Tech. Yeah, I think Youngblood took back a kick because he did the uh, – He did. He did. He, did he like, the, danced on the yeah. sideline. I mean, like, literally, I did he not did think he was going to make thing. it in. Well, in, shocked. Yeah, and then he did the drumline celebration, got flagged. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, Tech. So, we had five last year from three different guys. So, uh, first one is over under three and a half. Over. I just think, I think, I don't know, it just happens here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it um, just happens. It's like Arsenal winning in Wembley. It just happens. Yeah, I hate that. That's something. <laughs> I'm still mad about the FA Cup. Um, Who I'll cares? You have money, so much fucking money. Well, we're not going to win anything when Messi goes to freaking city. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll I'll say under three and a half. I, I say we get three this year. Here's a bonus question: over under one point five return guys who take back a kick. That's a good year. question. Ooh, over. So you're saying two different people? Yeah. Will so return, young, yeah. yeah. I'll say over. I'll say over. Okay. Well, well. I mean, even if it's even if it's like even if we return two, it could be easily. I think it's more likely that that happens than They're going the over three and a half. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think Youngblood's gonna do all the kicks. I don't know if they'll put him out there for punt. So I guess if you get one, do kick we keep one punt, Malik back there? No, 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 no. His injury history, no. I would Phil- put Philip Brooks back there. Deuce Vaughn, maybe. Um, I'm excited for him. Keon Mosey, maybe. One of those two guys might get in, in on the return game. I mean, you have some burners on defense, too, that maybe yeah. they get a shot. So, um, I say two guys uh, combined for three special teams touchdowns. All right, over under eight interceptions. We had ten in 2019. <sighs> well, no, we'll, we'll say seven and a half. That should be a half. I'll take the over. I mean, we keep harping on about how – Probably our secondary is gonna be the strongest unit of our defense, maybe, or at least. Okay, what if I said eight and a half? What's in, your number? In ten games, I mean, I think eight is like a really good number. Eight's a really good number. Okay, so, so, so I would say over of seven and a half, yeah, but under but eight, under eight, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say we end up with seven. But here's my prediction: AJ Parker has four of them. I would love to see that. All right, I would over, love to see him healthy. This is a wild one. Over under five and a half forced fumbles. We only had five last year, but we had 14 in 2018. That's bizarre. That's bizarre, considering how much more aggressive the defense plays. So I went back through on the – so I used this – Didn't Reggie have like a million? Like six. (laughs) Reggie Walker had six forced fumbles in 2018. So I I was going through the template for last year. Last year I had like the over under at 11 and a half forced fumbles – because I think in uh, 2017 we were at 11, uh, 2018 we had 14. So I, I said 11, and we only ended up with five. That's weird. So less games. Did you go back further? No, I just looked at those I two. I kind of want to do that now because it's like five seems incredibly low. Yeah. But uh, but if you take out Reggie. College football. Or take football out Reggie Walker, we're only with. Five that year. 14 minus six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Eight. No, yeah, so it's so like eight last year. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna take the over. Football focus, college football focus is where I got the number. So I will go over as well. But I just thought that was like a very weird one. Um, and the final over under eighteen and a half sacks. So I had twenty two last year. I'm taking the over. I think. Oh, but ten games. Ten games. Uh, I'm still going to take the over. Um, I think – I don't know. That's tough, actually. That's tough. I'm going sw- to I'm gonna take the under. I'm going to take the under. I just, don't, t- I just think less games and, you know, I, but I think Wyatt Huber's going to have a pretty big year. But And hopefully that unlocks the opposite end. But I'll take the under. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say Wyatt Hubert himself gets 12. Oh, my He's God. That would be absurd. Season. He's going to get 12 and 10 games, and uh, Khalid Duke's going to get four, then uh, two or three random ones from other guys. So that's our overs and unders. Let's go to player predictions. Um, offensive MVP. Who you do can't you pick the quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, most that? people have picked the quarterback, at least through week one of it. I agree. Every, everyone's going to pick Skyler, so let's pick someone else. Well, I feel like there's a very obvious answer that even with Skyler last year, Malik Knowles was incredibly valuable to our offense. Without him, we were a completely different team. We were toothless. And when he was in, even injured, he offered an ability to stretch the field. So it's like, it's got to be Malik Knowles for me. Who Bri- else? Briley Moore. Could be Briley Moore. That could be huge. I think Briley Moore then opens stuff up for Sammy Wheeler, for Nick Leonard, for Malik Knowles, for Sebastian Taylor. Yeah. I think. I if, hope he's. If you're going for like a baseball style wins above replacement, I don't know how you can factor that into football, but going from an elite tight end down to an average tight end does so much for offense in football. Yeah, that's I, true. I think outside of maybe quarterback, yeah, I think outside of quarterback, the drop off from an elite guy to an average guy is bigger with tight ends than anywhere else in football. I'm excited to see him. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm also a little worried we're overhyping him, but we'll see. All right, defensive MVP, and let's just say no Wyatt Hubert, even though he wouldn't be my choice anyways. Really? Yes. All right, tell us who your choice would be. I'm going A.J. Parker. A.J. Parker got disrespected by the preseason media. He's going to be an all-Big 12 guy. He's going to put himself onto draft radars. He's going to be a guy who gets drafted in the third or fourth round after a big senior season. Okay, A.J. Parker is the defense. With no Wyatt Hubert, I'll go with uh, Sullivan. I think he's got potential to be legitimately, if he's not already, he's shown that he's one of the top tier in the conference linebackers. I mean – that guy was flying all over the field last year. He's probably our most athletic and aggressive linebacker. He's wearing number zero. Ooh, I like Swag. that. Swag. Um, so I'll go with Sullivan. I like him a lot. I think he's a really, really solid linebacker. All right. Offensive breakthrough player. This is a redshirt sophomore or younger who will have a, a massive impact for someone who hasn't had one before. Jacardier Wright. I think by game six, he's going to be the type of guy that we are. I think he's going to be getting the bulk of the carries. And when I say bulk, and what does that mean <laughs> really with this type of committee approach? But um, just from the very limited carries that we saw from him last year, I think he's got the highest ceiling of our current running back room. Um, I like his speed. I like his power. He runs downhill. He's also got some shifty ability to him. So, um, I mean, I like his. I like him more than, you know, 
Burns and Trotter, and I hope he breaks through. It sounds like, I mean, it just sounds like that's it's the mental aspect of the game that they haven't been able to catch up to because of the lack of reps, basically. Yeah, I think that's. I the, don't think it's a physic like it's like a physical thing. No, 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 it's definitely not physical. I mean, I I still have daydreams of him running over those Iowa State Cyclones uh, last year. I think that's the obvious choice. I think uh, I th- not only obvious. I think that's probably the only choice on offense. I think you have. Uh, none, none of the wide receivers – like, I could listen to an argument of, oh, Youngblood becomes a breakout on wide receiver. I am I think he probably made too much of an impact last year. Right, I think he's already kind of been a breakout. Yeah, I mean, you know. granted, mo- most of his highlights came on special teams, um, but he got action at wide receiver, I think, almost every game last year. But I'm going to go also with Jacardia Wright. Um, I, I think that's the only answer. So now on the defensive side of the ball, I think there are more multiple, options, lots of good uh, options here. So defensive redshirt sophomore younger making an impact for the first time. You go first. I'm going with Will Jones. I, it sounds like he's going to be the nickelback. I, uh, he'll be a redshirt freshman. Um, really pleased if he has been so good in camp that they're moving J Mac back to safety um, where you also have, you know, young safeties who are ready to step up in that as well. So I'm going with him at nickel. But you know what? TJ Smith might actually get some playing time at nickel as well because it sounds like he's been doing pretty good um, in practice as well. So that's who I'm going with. So I'm kind of questioning my decision now because it's like, was this player already – does this player already fit the description? With I have Lance Robinson. And it's like he, you know, he was kind of forced in last year, and he played the back end of the season. It's like he kind of did already break out a little bit. Well, and then he also had those, you know, four big games the year before as a true freshman. Yeah. So I, I, mm, I don't know. I mean, but, but I feel more okay. Jones. I, I like a lot. That's I, a good but answer. I, I like I like Lance Robinson in that. Um, Khalid Duke is one that has been popular um, because you know he he's getting all this hype in the off season, um, but. You know, I, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about the hype with him. I am too, but, you know, whatever. But you don't need him to be a superstar. So that is. The, what you need is Wyatt Hubert to be a superstar. Yes, you need to, Wyatt Hubert to unlock to, Duke. Yes. Yep. I agree with you 100. percent I'm pulling up right here. Um, just give me a yay or nay of you think at some point during this ten games amongst the these freshmen. <laughs> they will make a impact on any one given game. So Keon Mosey, yay or nay? Uh, nay. TJ Smith. <laughs> yay. T Denson. Yay. Demarcus Hayes playing linebacker. Yay. Will Howard, quarterback, alleged nay. third string quarterback. Very excited for him. I am too, but I just I hope he's. I hope to God that's not the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Malachi Mitchell, defensive back. Nay. Amarius Brown, defensive back. Nay. How are these guys going to get games? There's so many fucking dudes in the secondary. Deuce Vaughn. Yay. Yes, I agree with you on that one. Um, Let's see. Skipping over the walk-ons, they're not going to get anything. Ronald Triplett playing defensive end. No, way too many folks there. Cody Stuffel being at tight end. Mm, nay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. Jay Harris, he's my favorite of the two freshman linebackers, but I still think nay. Uh, yeah. God, it's just like 
They don't they don't rotate linebackers like they do the D line. Well, I mean, you only have two like, playing at a time. As exactly. Well. So I just can't I can't imagine. I think our two, yeah. And we've got there's a shit ton of linebackers. Oh yeah. I mean that's we got a decent amount of depth. It's nice. Well, you're losing three of your top four. Who's uh Fletcher, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Green. Daniel Green. So I he's, can he's never remember his name ever. Um. Then you have Taylor Warner who. Freshman offensive linemen aren't going to do anything. Sam Smith, Whit Mitchum, Carver Willis. Um, and, yeah, and that wraps uh, – oh, Felix and Dukey. So, I – and Nate Matlack. So, two freshman defensive ends. I don't think they make an impact this year, but I think they're going to do big things in the future. I like that prediction. Yeah, and then Tyron Lewis, he's a redshirt freshman. He's going to be the, that third safety. Um, we already talked about Will Jones. We've talked about some of the running backs. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else worth throwing out there. Connor Fox at tight end, I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, you know, those are all the freshmen. I think you got some young talent. Um, just not a lot of snaps to come by. Um, who's going to lead the team in total touchdown scored? Um, to, I, I screwed Skyler. the order. but. <laughs> Total touchdowns scored. Yeah, I'm not like across the line. So okay. passing touchdowns don't count. God, that's a tough question. I mean, I, I, mm, <laughs> I feel, I still feel like Skyler's not a crazy choice. I mean, no, shit, uh, no, he's he, gonna run yeah, he's a gonna lot. Still, probably four or five. Um, I'll still go with Skyler. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to go with. I'm going with right. I'm going to ride right. I love that. Which is that. also my next answer. Who's going to Ooh. be the running back uh, who leads the team in yards? I'm going with right. I'm going with Trotter. I think. Ooh. I'm kidding. We love you, Harry. <laughs> yeah, we love the wizard. Yeah. I mean, I he's like a super serviceable back, and I mean, he didn't really do a whole lot wrong last year. No, he's fine. He's fine. But I want more than he's him. just not swaggy enough. No. <laughs> Show us some swagger, Harry. I know you're listening. It's because yeah, yeah yeah no I agree never mind all right leading the the wide receiver or tight end that leads the team in yards Knowles yeah I think it's Knowles as well um, who's gonna lead the team in tackles I went out Sullivan yep Sullivan that's another good one who will lead the team in sacks Hubert I agree with Hubert and fifteen then, sacks in ten games wow so you're even upping me. And then who will lead the team in interceptions? I already made my claim that AJ Parker is going to have. A I have AJ Parker as well. Good deal. So we don't we don't differ a bunch in some of these predictions, but I think that's because we have definitive superstars. Maybe not superstars, but definitive all Big Twelve caliber players at a couple different. When did I put that in beer in the freezer? I think uh, I'm. It's, yeah, it's I, been about forty five minutes. In on it. I'm going to do a quick ad read. Uh, Manscaped.com. I know you. Love to manscape with the lawnmower 3.0. Not only does it have a 90-minute battery life, but you can use it in the shower, and it has an LED light. Not only that, but head over to their website and get the Crop Preserver, which is the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It smells great. This will help you tame the back end of that summer swamp ass. Also, best boxer briefs in the world. Not kidding. So if you use promo code armchair, 20% off and free shipping on all of it. I'm telling you guys, get the boxer briefs. Show me their receipt. kind of pissed off you gave those to Alan, not me. I'm sorry. You had a pair. You have I know, two pairs, but I want you? two pairs. No, okay, I only have one. one. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. It, next time I'll give you the pair. Um, 
Show me your receipt. I'll send you a Bosco's Boys koozie. Also, we talked about them already. BetOnline.ag, guys. NBA, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer. Freaking European soccer is almost back again. All the football you can gamble on. Get over to BetOnline.ag for your welcome bonus today. All right. You know what I did the other day? What did you do? I shaved my armpits with the... The manscaped trim. Oh yeah, Just my armpits like, were in the hair was like three fucking inches long. I mean, it's just too long. It's way too long. Just gotta trim it down. It's it's kind of weird, but it's nice. Yeah. No, I I did that. So with the lawnmower 2.0, um, back during the pandemic, I remember just kind of sitting in my bathroom, getting ready to shower, and I'm just like, I'm going to shave my entire body from my neck down. So I did it, <laughs> and no nicks, no scratches, n- nothing. And I, I was completely shaved from the neck down. It was interesting. Probably never going to do that again. But, again, if, if your arm armpits are getting out of hand, freaking shave them down. If, if a lady friend doesn't like chest hair, shave it down. So, uh, yeah, I love the lawnmower 3.0. It's always part of my pre-date ritual. It's Shout nice. Out. I'm going to do a quick break beer of the pod. It's been a really long time since we've actually done actually. Well, this hasn't aired yet. You and Me and Ian. Ian did a beer of the pod. But um, it's one that you brought over and one that I'm super interested in. It's the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Spicy Release Atomic Pumpkin. Let's give it a shot. That was pretty loud. It looked pretty loud on the level. Sorry to everybody's ears. Hey, this is vintage Bosco's Boys for our 200th episode. Let's see. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, let me it get just, a, it get just, a small taste. Just so it I just tastes like a it. pumpkin ale to me. I don't really taste any spiciness to it. I don't taste really any spice. Well, now it's coming. Yeah, late. Yeah, very there it late. is. Oh wow, That's I good. don't mind it. I don't. I, I like the spice. So on the front end of it, it is just a pumpkin ale because pe- people who aren't pumpkin boys may not know this, but there is a different in the beer market. There are just straight up pumpkin ales and then there's pumpkin spiced beers where you do get the cinnamon, you do get the nutmeg that's more spice than pumpkin. You get the pumpkin up front and then you get the spice on the back end. Um, shout out to doc to the good doctor. He's not a fan a of pussy. It. <laughs> I don't think he's a pussy. I think he's a great guy, um, but I like the beer. I'm, I didn't oh. say he's not a good guy. <laughs> But he said it. What did he say? He said he had to. It was pure. It was liquid pumpkin spice, not pumpkin. And he had to dump it out. I mean, come on. Sorry, Doc. This you're, is, you're wrong. That's good. It's good. It is good. Man, I might. So I've I've cut back. How do you regret giving it, giving it to me? No, I have four back home. So I I created a pumpkin sampler for it's you good. out of all the pumpkin beers I have at my home. I I always. Try to wait for football season to start, which it starts tonight with college football. Um, and I've been cutting back on drinking and a lot of stuff recently. Yeah, you look so good. I appreciate it. You look it. like you um, lost some weight. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I went the other way. I know some people put on weight during the pandemic. I took some off. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I cut back on that, beers and I... that directed somewhere? No. I, you're wearing freaking skinny <laughs> pants. I'm skinny as so, shit, but I've yeah. gotten a little fatter. But I've been I've been working I mean, out I recently. I can't notice it. You're, you're wearing like... It's the skinny fat, just like... <laughs> I'm I'm thin naturally, but it's like everything has just gotten... You know what I mean? I don't want to hear it. Mush? Well, I'm I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, mean, uh. I don't like put on weight. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah, not, I don't want to hear it. I'm not comparing. I'm not, I'm not comparing, but it's like... 
yeah. But yeah, no. So I've I've been actively wait. Like you know, fall is going to be tougher for me because I love the seasonal beer. So tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna have at least a Schlafly and might might uh, do a full Atomic Pumpkin as I'm watching college football and sporting but uh yeah cutting beer is huge especially ones like these like oh yeah they're I just mean, like drinking back fucking in, hamburger yeah, if, if you're if you're drinking Michelob Ultras or easy sport at Boulevard you know you could do a couple of those you have two you know craft beers I mean it's like what you said you're drinking a cheeseburger it's so you have to pretty it's kind of gross when you think about it well, that it way. tastes so good though so. yeah all right we're gonna get into our big 12 predictions um the first one is going to be I, I don't think I edited out what I had in in there for last year, but uh, Big Twelve predictions. Who are you predicting plays in Arlington in December? And you know it's wild because of high Texas high school football. The Big Twelve championship game might end up getting played in the baseball stadium. That's grotesque. But um, I want to change my answer, but I'm not going to. I'll go first if you want to think about it a little more. I think it's probably going to be Oklahoma Texas, but. Why? Why do I think that Texas is even respect? Fuck them. I mean, because they have the most talent. I guess, but it, yeah, that's true. That's true. I I don't know. I mean, they have more talent than. I just Oklahoma, don't buy it yet. I okay, just don't then, buy them. Then do Bedlam rematch. But fuck them too. Who Oklahoma or State. Oklahoma State? Yeah, I mean, like they're. I buy Gundy even less. Like that guy's such a bitch. No, he's he's, he's a, a fraud. He is a fraud. Um, I. I don't. I mean, especially with some of the reports of some of the. Stuff I don't think that their quarterback's said. good enough. Okay. I mean, I have, I have. Okay, uh, sorry Oklahoma, to sidetrack us. Oklahoma, Texas. There yes. we go. That's who I have. I have Oklahoma, Texas as well. I think at different points in the offseason, I was going to say Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, but I think I think Texas figures it out. Um, who do you have winning it? I assume since you're questioning Oklahoma. I mean, I just don't think. I mean, I think Lincoln Riley is a top. Offensive mind, I think he's a good coach. Their program runs like a fucking professional team. They have like an unreal amount of staff, and their players are elite. I think Spencer Radler is going to be unbelievable. Um, so Oklahoma, and I think they're going to beat the shit out of Texas. <sighs> Fuck, I, mean, I I hate how much we've agreed in this <laughs> podcast. I'm going with Oklahoma it's as right. well. I mean Texas. Well, that was like, well. That I, was easy. I actually want, I want to pick. To, I want Texas to win the Big Twelve. If it if it's not going to be K State, I think I want it to be Texas just to break it up. And I don't dislike Texas. Like I understand there's. Texas do you dislike t- Oklahoma? I kind of do, but it's only because they're so good. I again, I don't have, like, I don't hate them because it's a boring, isn't it? Yeah, it's just boring. I just, it's kind of. I like, do want Texas to be back. You know. It was fun. When I work from home, I mean, do you still work from home like every yeah, week? Yeah. Well, yeah. We're not going back in the office until February. So every occasionally, I'll, I work from home every other week, and I've been watching like just old college football games. They're on pretty often, and I watched like uh, the 2008 Red River game, and it was like, man. I mean, it was it fucking made me feel kind of sad because I kind of do want Texas to be back back because it's just it's good for the conference, and it's like it makes me hate them more. And when they come back, we're going to beat them because that's how the formula works. So it's just like it's, it, the Big 12 does need Texas to be back. It adds Excitement. a lot of prestige yeah. to the program and more stability maybe. And, but and different teams and it's have, fun. Yeah, different teams have been close to Oklahoma. Do you remember when, like, the te- – oh, fuck, Texas is coming to Manhattan. I cannot oh, wait for yeah. this. Like You get that nervous feeling of build up, and now it's just like it's just another game. Yeah, they're so, not the same. Yeah, and yeah, it's 
It's whatever. So we and both, they will be back eventually. Yeah, they have to be with the money, the history, the prestige, the recruiting grounds. Yeah, but I I don't know if it, I just I thought Tom Herman was going to do it. I'm that's kind of what's holding me back because it's their one hundred percent holding their roster is better than Oklahoma's. Yeah, no I doubt about it. I truly believe that. Um, yeah, but, I, it's so weird that there's like periods in sports where uh, giants just cannot find like a good coach. Like it makes no sense. I mean, because I have no doubt in my mind that just if fucking Chris make Kleinman it happen. Was coaching at Texas, he would get them to a national title. Zero doubt in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, seriously, like, just fucking go get a good coach. Yeah, it's you and, have all the money in they, the world and too. Twice they've gone for like the hot name, and again, I get it. When they hired Charlie Strong, I would have been like, yeah, that's the guy to go do it. And when they took Tom Herman again, I was like, you know what? What he's able to do at Houston, go get it done. Go bring him in, but. They both are mediocre. I know. They're it's awesome. Coaches. It's fun to see yes, a little it's, bit. It's funny, but, but I, I'd like to see them come back. So we both have Oklahoma at one. We both have Texas at two. I think based on our reactions, we both have them at three, uh, have Oklahoma State at three. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to run through four through ten. Yes. K-State four. Baylor five. Iowa State six. TCU seven. West Virginia eight. Texas Tech nine. KU ten. Yeah, so I li- literally <laughs> have the exact same thing except for Baylor at four, K-State at five. So uh, what you're saying is you you don't literally have the exact same thing. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, because in my notes I said Baylor and K-State have the same record, but since Baylor beat in my – since I went back and forth and I had K-State losing to Baylor, that would give them Fair the, enough. the head-to-head. So, um, I mean, it's, it's a little cool lady to put – the cats at four, but I'm doing it. I don't think it. so. I, I don't think so. I think you... When I, I look at the conference, it's like, is anybody that good? Like, no. Honestly. No, we could be in We should have... I mean, shit. How close were we? And I know this goes both ways, but fuck, how close were we to 10 wins last year? Very we close. We should have beat West Virginia. Should have beat, beat, beat Texas. Should have beat Texas. I mean, you know, we stole Oklahoma, no doubt about it, but all the other games, like... Yeah, we had other? two games where it's like, all right, we got our asses kicked. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Yeah, everything else was like, yeah, Should've no been. doubt about it. We could have easily won several games. We would have won the Sugar Bowl too versus Georgia. Was it Georgia? Ooh, I don't think we would have beat Georgia. I don't. That would have been a fun matchup. We would have got to spar with uh, Andrew. Oh yeah, fuck Andrew. Yeah, fuck Andrew. He's not listening. He will never listen no, to the show. He does not. All right, so the next one, does K-State play all 10 games? Yes. Yeah, I th- I think once the season starts, I don't think it's going to stop. I think there and might a, be some delayed games. And a yes to the next question, yeah. I think all Big 12 teams will play all games. I think so, too. I don't think it will be in order. I think there will be one or two weeks that get reshuffled, but I do think they all get 10. So will any Big 12 coach get fired or retired this season? I tipped my hand. I have Gary Patterson retiring. Mike Gundy gets fired for using the N-word. Fucking Gundy. He's I mean, the worst. He might get fired. He got his buyout, like, cut in half. It see, I mean, every single year, it does seem like Gundy's going to go. Yeah. I but, don't think he'll get outright. Fuck, maybe he will. Yeah. Well, He's going to do some stupid shit. 
I agree with you. I would love for Gundy to get fired. I would love it to like result I can't in him just like going off on the sideline. Like Oklahoma is like running up the score and then he tackles a player <laughs> and just gets fired yeah. on the spot. He's yeah, I'm Oklahoma State's right rising up in my rankings of teams I hate the most. Um who do you have winning coach of the year this year? Christopher Kleiman. Yeah, I have Chris Kleiman as well. I predicted Matt Rule correctly last year and fourth. And predicted Rule to go to the NFL last year too. I, I did really good on the predictions episode last year. Um who's gonna win conference player? I'm of the so year? glad Matt Rule left. Oh, um, so am I. I hope a I have Spencer sucks. Radler. I'm gonna go with Sam Ellinger. Um yeah, we'll see. And then will any player be invited to New York for the Heisman ceremony if there is one? Radler. Ellinger. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with some national predictions. Who's going to win the 121st Army-Navy game? Navy. Who's going to – I agree, although I'll be cheering for Army. Who's going to win the SEC? Alabama. I'm going to call for an upset and say Georgia Ooh. finally figures it out. Wow. That Andrew wishes shocking. that he was listening. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I'm That's just fair. trying to be different. ACC. Who's going to win the ACC? Clemson. Notre Dame. I'm just throwing away That's, all of my. I'm throwing it's away not out of the realm of possibilities. No, neither one of them are out of the possibilities. But it's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Clemson. But I'm I'm going Georgia and Notre Dame. Who wins the American Conference? Memphis. I'm going with Cincinnati. And fair. Well, I'll mention Cincinnati <laughs> again. Who wins the Sun Belt? The Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. I'm going with Arkansas State there. I just like. I think that's an amazing. Uh, they play Iowa State. Ooh, wait, Cajuns. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think what a great like mascot, Ragin' yeah. Cajun. No, it's, it's great. Great. Who's going to win Conference USA? FAU. Yeah, so I, I got FAU as well. All right, now who's going to be in the college football playoff? Alabama, Clemson, OU, Georgia. I have Georgia, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Cincinnati. Cincinnati goes Fuck undefeated. Off. They go undefeated and get into the playoff. Who okay. wins the national title? Dabo. Oklahoma. The Dabo nerds. Oklahoma wins the I'd national love to see title. It. Who wins the Heisman? Trevor Lawrence. Yep, I got Trevor Lawrence. And will there be any blue blood jobs opening this year? No. I just have a solid no. All right, I have Nick Saban dies of coronavirus. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Rest in peace, Nick Saban. Uh, no, I have I have Notre Dame. He's I have, old. I have Chip Kelly going to the NFL. How old do you think Nick Saban is? Do he's in know? his seventies. No. Yeah, he's in his seventies. No, Look he's like up. sixty-six. He's in his seventies. Look it up. So I'm gonna have uh, Notre over Dame. Under, no, I bet you $5. over under six. I bet you five dollars on Venmo. He's not in his seventies. Shit. Fuck. You have a lot of conviction. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so I have Notre Dame opening up. Um, all right, folks. As he's, you owe me five dollars. Oh he no, sixty-eight years 68. old. Sixty-eight. Okay, amazing-looking sixty-eight-year-old. I owe you five. All right. Um, all right, right, folks. This is this is it. This is the predictions episode. We're gonna, like I've said a couple times, uh, next four days you're getting episodes. We'll take the weekend off, and then we're gonna be five more the week after that. How tall is Nick Saban? Oh God, five nine. He's five six. Oh my. God, I'm taller than Nick Saban. Oh my God! Wow, that's shocking. That is shocking. I did not, would have never guessed. Oof. He looks like a big fucking guy. Yeah, that's surprising. personality. Talk about Napoleon. Um, all right, so th- there it is. Uh, that's 200 episodes, folks. 
Uh, I know there's a handful of you who have listened to literally every episode. Um, I, I, I legitimately never thought I would get to this point. I remember Grant actually had to twist my arm a little bit to start it when we did. I, I wanted to wait until, uh, you know, right before the football season started. He was all about starting it before the Kentucky game. Um, glad we did it then. It resulted in some very sad pods down in Atlanta. But uh, it's been a fun ride. 200 episodes for an amateur fan sports podcast is nothing to uh, turn your nose up at. I'm very proud of what we've been able to build. I'm very proud of being consistent, not taking weeks off. Um, and I just want to thank the fans again. We love you guys. Um, so that's my, those are my closing remarks. Grant, uh, I'm putting the mic down. You say whatever you want to. I don't have anything to say. Meet me at the cat head.
Social Podcast Network.